Hello, everybody. It's time for our Jimmy and Redders NRL podcast. And after picking the card last week and being at Royal Brookvale, it's a warm welcome to Jimmy Newburn. Hello, Jim. Redders, yes. Hello. Um, yes. Eight from eight in the uh, in the tips. First time in about twenty four years. I reckon I've got a full round, so that was uh, it was quite good. And there it was a good good night down at Brookvale as well on on Friday. We'll pick your brain about that. Everybody, we've got just a little bit of limited time here today due to mother commitment, so we'll get straight into it. Round seven results, first of all. Um, some interesting games here. Um, as, as Jimmy said, um, that Manly did particularly well against Melbourne. So the Dolphins, for some bizarre reason, ran into a brick wall. The Rabbits ran over the top of them, 36-14 at Lang Park. The Sharks beat my Roosters 22-12, and I think that score is a little bit flattering. Manly 18 over Melbourne 8. We'll come back to that game. That'll be our feature game in the reviews. The Warriors 22 over the Cowboys 14. The Warriors continuing their good form. They've got a massive Anzac Day game this round. The Newcastle Knights continue their good form 16-15 down to Penrith. Um, look, amazing game of football and Penrith just got home. The Gold Coast Titans still can't defend. Brisbane 43, the Titans 26. The Raiders ground out a good win 2014 over the Dragons in Canberra. And the Eels belted a depleted Bulldogs who really are struggling with injuries, particularly William Kauka, Kikau going around last week, which Jimmy told us about with a peck injury, 30-4. to four. Our feature game, though, Jimmy was at, at Brookvale, as it's now called, Four Points Park. Jim, run us through the game and tell us what your thoughts were. Off air, you were saying it was a pretty comprehensive performance by your Seagulls. Any, any ground you can get... Um... Cold cans of beer with Manly logos all over it, Redders. It's um, it's a tick in the box for me. So that was four pines. Obviously, get on board with that. Um, yeah, it was it was brilliant. The um, the physicality of both sides was just. <laughs> we were sitting on the fence on the twenty meter line, um, right in line with the Justin Olam hit from Olakalatu. It was um, it was brutal. It's just bigger than as big as anything you've ever seen there with with the Steve Maddow hits and all that. It was um, perfectly legal up under the ribs, and and it takes a lot to um, to get Olam taken off that set he got up and, and tried to keep playing and I don't know there's many players that would have um that would have actually got up other than Olam he's a he's a pretty tough fella himself so um yeah it was it, Melbourne as as Bellamy said after the game they probably just went slightly overboard with the with the aggression they got a couple of sin bins for for taking Cherry Evans out late whether whether Cherry probably played for it a little bit but no more than what, what Cameron Munster did on the other side for for his ones as well so a couple of sin bins through the gas three off or four, I think, three, I think, two to two to Melbourne, one to Manly, and a couple disallowed to Manly. Aaron Woods, very, very close to um, scoring his first try for Manly, um, chased the kick through, and it was Jerome Hughes's hands just um, just got the ball. But yeah, it was it was a good game of footy to watch. It it, it was drizzly before the game. It held off through the half, and then it, it was it pretty constant through half time, and then it sort of stopped again when the players come back out. But it was still still made for a pretty slippery. Pretty slippery surface, but um, yeah, good effort by Manly. Cherry Evans was um, on top of his game. He played well. Jake Trebojevic's defence again, and as said, Olakalatu, um, fantastic. So it was, um, yeah, certainly it was Tommy. Tommy's doing his thing without without having to be ever reliant on him. They're, he's still doing his job, but scored the first try. But they're not as reliant as they used to be. I think Seabold and Flanagan have certainly changed that game style a little bit to to allow for, for the other players to come into it. And it's not a, not really healthy when you rely so much on one player. So it's, it's good they're moving away from that a little bit and he can still still come in and do his thing. But yeah, good effort. Um, Storm are a good side, obviously. But yeah, 18-8, you take that, move on back into the top four. It's, that's how close it is. I think we went from ninth to, to third or fourth in, in one round. So it was um, yeah, certainly good effort. 
Um, speaking of Olakowatu, Joey's actually named him in his New South Wales starting 13 in one of the second row positions next to Cameron Murray. I found that fascinating. He's been in Safu, and with Kaloa Matangi going down injured for eight weeks, which is most unfortunate because I think he would have been in the 17. Um, I tell you what, uh, Ola Kawadu may find himself in sky blue in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, it's not going to be far off. For the back row, is probably the most depth um, out of all the spots for all these New South Wales, the back row. But but he's not going to be far off if he... If he if he misses out, it'll only be just. Um, but yeah, he, he certainly wouldn't look out of place. And if you can, you can back that up again this week against the Tigers. I think the Origin side will probably get picked up. I'm assuming in maybe two more rounds, maybe three. Um, yeah, he keeps that form up, and he's certainly going to be going to be a, talked about pretty heavily, I think. But um, yeah, we'll wait and see. Cameron Murray obviously takes one spot, and Yo takes the lock spot. But yes, but it's where the other guys where the other guys slot into it. But there's there's certainly a few options there. But he, he wouldn't look out of place. Uh, uh, while we're talking about it, you would think that Payne Haas and Jake Jabovich would probably be starting props. Hooker's very interesting. This, the incumbent hooker's at the Coruscant. But there were some interesting articles this week saying that he's not playing great football and that Cook may be back in the mix. Um, where do you stand on one of those two, given that Queensland will go with their double punch of Ben Hunt replacing Harry Grant at nine? Where do you sit with uh, uh, Cook and Coruscant? And do you start Polo? And have and well, you can't not start Haas, and I think you've got to start Jake Kovacic as well. Yeah, I think Paulo will come off the bench. The Cook, I'd, I'd take Cook given South form. Cook's form's actually been pretty good as well. But South form, I'd certainly, in comparison to the Tigers' form, playing in the winner's side, it's just a matter of whether they take two hookers because probably what decides that is if they pick Luai or Nico Hines in six. If they pick Luai in six, Hines has probably got to be the fourteen. But if they pick Hines in six, then they can probably run the two hookers, probably run the two hookers on the bench, but you're not going to run a utility plus plus another hooker on the bench and only and leave you with two forwards. So it's the, the that that spot mate, the, the second hooker spot mate has come down to what they do with um with Nico Hines. So um but yeah, well, Jake, Jake and Payne Haas certainly the first two first two with, with Jack White now retiring for representative football for mine, that provides a saloon passage for Hines to play in the seventeen. It's just a matter of whether he starts at five eight or whether Luai does, and Hines comes off the bench in number fourteen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think if he, he he's got a spot there for sure. I, I would have thought, but um, if they choose to go with Hines at six, I don't know. The Luai will play fourteen. I think that's where they'll go the second hooker. But but um, yeah, that's that's going to be an interesting one. Whether they keep the partnership with Cleary or, or just pick the two best halves in the in um in the state almost in the game at the moment in, in Cleary and Hines and, and start them both. Um yeah, I, I think um yeah Jack Whiten has certainly thrown a little bit of a spanner in the works, whether he was going to play centre or whether he was going to play 14, he was certainly going to be in there somewhere. Agreed. Um the Rabbits kept on going, the Dolphins are struggling. The Roosters have lost two in a row and weren't overly mm-hmm. pressed against the Sharks, let's be fair. Um the Warriors just keep on going and with the Warriors, of course, having almost no impact of state of origin, you can see the Warriors already now, um, Jimmy, looking at a final eight spot. They're playing very convincing football. Yeah, absolutely. They've, especially over there, they've been fantastic. And um, I thought they were pretty good value at, at like dollar ninety, two dollars. So they were great value. They're sitting in third spot and and only two points off top spot. So it's um, yeah, it's probably a bit unheard of at the start of the year. But five and two, fantastic start and. And yeah, as you said, through Origin, when they're when they're on top, not sure they play through that period, but um, certainly an opportunity that they've they've laid the foundation to 
to finish in the eight at the end of the year. Still a long way to go. Still, um, still four or five months to go. But um, they're certainly doing all the right things at the moment. Yeah, just looking at the draw while we're talking. It's the thirty first of um, May. Is the let's have a look and just see who they play during that period. So the Warriors on the third of June, which is straight after Origin, play the Dolphins at Mount Smart, and in round thirteen, they've got the Broncos in in New Zealand, in Napier. So that's a massive get for them, getting the Broncos without their origin stars, James. Yeah, be, I'd imagine the way the Broncos are going, there'll be a fair few in in that side with Carrigan and Reese Walsh, Payne Haas, just off the top of my head, and probably Cape Wolf for Queensland. So it's, it's probably four straight away that are going to get a game. So, um, well, yeah, Stags Stags, Stags might be an outside chance. Yep. Katoni and, and he wouldn't be far away either. So, and then said the Warriors off the top of the head. I can't think of anyone in the Warriors side that, that it's eligible. So, yeah, there's, there's a bloke on the second. It. There's a bloke in the second row that plays in indigenous headgear. Josh Curran, I think Curran. he's an Australian, isn't he? Um, I'm not too sure. Cur- I'm not, oh, well, he wears an Australian indigenous headgear. That's why I think he's eligible. So, um, I'll do a bit of a bio while we're talking. Uh, yeah, look, the Titans still can't tackle. The Broncos can't have like a wet sail. The Raiders, after a lot of pressure, have come up with a couple of big wins. They, whilst 20 to 14 is not a great performance, at least it's a good performance, to, and they continue to make it difficult for other people down in Canberra. You wouldn't want to be Anthony Griffin for all the money in China. Give me right now. Yes, <laughs> but like this gets put under the pump and then the results don't go the way and... And when they got efforts like that, as I said, um, they probably had a chance to win the game at the end and, and still managed to screw it up. So it's, <laughs> I'm not sure how much longer he's going to keep his job there and, and what they do from there, whether they go to, to Ben Hornby or Desi Hasler or, or what they do. But, um, yeah, certainly he's probably on his last legs at the moment. Uh, Josh Curran is um, an Australian rubber footballer. He's a Parramatta I uh, played 16s and 18s with Parramatta before during the Roosters, so he's Australian-born and, uh, interestingly, eligible for New South Wales. Yeah, I'm not sure he'd be in the mix, um, given the, no. <laughs> the depths in that forward pack. Yes, he's a, he's a, he's a, a proud Darragh man. He's a Darragh and um, uh, Irish descent. He actually went to Patrician Brothers at Blacktown, so pretty good football score as well, Jim. Um, now, Parramatta belted the dogs. The dogs are in all sorts of trouble. They really do have some issues. And I think the interesting thing with the Bulldogs, before we look at round eight, Jim, is that their halves are not working and not firing. It doesn't hurt that one of the best wingers in the game is not there, but their halves are ordinary. And you can see, I can see Phil Gould trying to find himself a halfback in the off-season. Yeah, that's right. Phil Gould might be better spent worrying about what Canterbury got rather than commenting on every other team that he's been doing lately. So... Um, yeah, Shane Flanagan, Kyle Flanagan certainly hasn't hasn't set the world on fire again. And no. uh, Wakeham, Wakeham will come in now that um, I think Wakeham, uh, Wakeham, sorry, gone. He's gone to the Tigers. But yeah, um, Burton, sorry, at five eight, he, he needs a halfback next to him. So um, yeah, I'm not sure. Flanagan's certainly not the answer. He's he's I don't know how many chances he's had, but he's probably he's probably on his last legs there as well. So what they do from what where he goes from there, I don't know. I don't know that there's too many clubs that'll that'll take him on. No, wouldn't have thought so. On to round eight, there are some huge games here. The, the, honestly, the game of the rounds on Thursday night, the Rabbits up against the Panthers, that game's at the Stadium Australia on Thursday night. Friday, um, it's a late start on Friday because there's public holiday games. Eight o'clock on Friday, the Eels hosting the Broncos, but this game's at Marara Stadium up there in Darwin. Fancy playing rugby league in 31 degrees. No, thank you. 
The Bulldogs host the Starks at Stadium Australia in the, in the twilight game on Saturday. Saturday night, the Cowboys go back home to play the Knights at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. At Lang Park, it's one of the Queensland derbies. The Dolphins and the Titans, 8 v 10. That's the early game Sunday. The Channel 9 games, the Tigers hosting Jimmy Seagulls. That game's out at Campbelltown. As always, the Tigers make him mainly travel. I think the Seagulls fans will need a passport to go to Campbelltown. On Anzac Day, the traditional games, 405, the Roosters and the Dragons at the Sydney Footy Stadium, followed by Melbourne and the New Zealand Warriors at Amy Park to finish off the round. Let's go. Jimmy, tips, Rabbits and Panthers. This is a tough one. Um, I've gone with the Panthers. I can't tip against Penrith. I know they weren't fantastic against the Knights, but um, it's a cracker of a game. You could, yes, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not surprised if South win that. South, um, yeah, fantastic. Campbell Graham's in, in fantastic form and probably might have the inside run. Hopefully, I'd, it'd be great to see him on the wing for New South Wales. Um, now that Ado Car's gone down, but Penrith, yeah, they're just strong all over the part. Luai Cleary, um, and so Dylan Edwards has been fantastic as well. So, I'm Going with South, but geez, a very narrow one. Another another potential golden point going for Penrith there. Penrith for me by um, four to six. I think it'll be a great game. South have got some injuries. I think Kalamatania affects their balance a bit. Johnson's back, and I imagine the Penrith wingers will attack him as much as they can because his defence is not the strongest part of his game. But Penrith by six for me. Parramatta and Brisbane, this game's up in Darwin. It's the Friday night game at eight o'clock. I'll go first this time. Parramatta have been... Average this year, Brisbane have been outstanding, and I'm going to pick the Bronx. Um, they, they've got to keep winning these games leading into Origin, and I think they'll beat them up there in the heat and down. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, the Broncos have been the the, the team of the year so far. Um, Corey Oates, look, looking at the team list, he's back. He broke his jaw, I think, early in the season, round two, it says there. So he'll be handy getting back onto the wing for him. Um, sit on top of the ladder for, for good reason. I think they'll win again. Parramatta. Probably weren't all that in. Wow, oh, they they put thirty on the dogs, but the dogs did have did have a lot of injury through the game and blokes playing injured. But um, yeah, but Brisbane, I think Brisbane will win that by a couple of tries. Agreed. Um, the Bulldogs and the Sharks. I don't think this game will be close. Penrith Cronulla might be on on a thirteen plus here. It's at five thirty Saturday night. It's at Stadium Australia, but I think the Sharks might give them a nice little touch up. I don't think the Bulldogs are good enough, and they're really struggling at the moment. Yeah, one of their best this year has been Karaz, and he's he's gone for a while. Um, yes, the the outs just keep piling up for for the dogs. They've already got some um, some forward injuries now. They've got Adokar and Karaz. Um, Sharks same seventeen. They just beat the Roosters pretty comfortably, and um, yeah, I, I think they'll win comfortably. I think it'd be yeah, it could be a could be a decent score. Could be one of the the, the 16, 18 point round mark. I think um, pretty easy yep. win for the Sharks. I think so as well. The Cowboys host the Knights back up there at Queensland Country Back Stadium, this magnificent stadium in Townsville. Uh, I'll go first this time. Uh, I don't think the Cowboys are really struggling. They have been ordinary and there'd be a lot of pressure in North Queensland, particularly I'm actually going to go with a little bit of according to the sports bet line here. I'm actually going to pick Newcastle. I think their, their return in the last three weeks for only three points after their performances is... Not really quite right. I think they'd be much better than that. I'm going to pick Newcastle. I think they're good enough to go up there and beat them. Yeah, I considered it. I, I did. I looked closely at that. It was, it was a really hard game. And um, yeah, I kept getting sucked into picking the Cowboys and they keep losing. But um, I'll, I'm going to give them another chance, um, only because it's up there. But um, 
Princess Pong is back for the um, for the night, so give them a bit of a boost, a bit of leadership around the middle. Um, I think Gamble goes back to the bench. Uh, yep, Gamble's gone back to 14. Kurtman starts at lock, so Cowboys have got to fire sooner or later. Tal Malolo is out for about eight weeks, I think. That's right. Six to eight weeks with a knee, so that's that's probably a massive blow for them. Ruben Cotter starts at lock. Um, as I just seen there, Ponga's 100th game as well. But I think the Cowboys will win, but Gee, I, I wouldn't wouldn't surprise to see the Knights win that, but just the travel and, and up there, I think the Cowboys. Oh, it's going to be an interesting one. The early game on Sunday is the Dolphins and the Titans, another southeast Queensland derby for the Gold Coast. Jimmy, the top, the Dolphins are struggling. Kenny Bromwich will be missing. Kafisi's back. He makes a big difference. Who have you got here? I find this one very hard to tip. Um, I've gone with the Titans just narrowly again, another narrow game. But the Dolphins, as we say every week, they, they keep surprising. I know they, they fell away last week pretty pretty easily at the end, but they've had a crack all the way through. Um, they, well, they led, they were having a crack against South last week too before South kicked away. But um, yeah, I, I think the I think the Titans win that. Um, Brimson being out has been a bit of a blow for them, but. Um, uh, he's, he's listed in the reserves, so he might be half a chance of coming back in as well. So, um, so Felice Cafusi coming back probably helps them. But then, obviously, Kenny Bromwich goes out, so one in, one out. But um, I think the Titans. I'm going to go Titans by by a couple of points. Real real tight game and, yeah, a true derby game there. I find, as I said, I find this tough. I'm actually going with the Dolphins by two. I think Cafusi makes a big difference. And it worries me. The Dolphins have got tries in them. And uh, they're back, they've got some very handy backs. The hammer at, at back at one. I just uh, the Titans for me are a real worry. They're a basket case at the best of times. So I'll go the Dolphins by two. Manly will beat the West Tigers. It's just a matter of how much play. Uh, I honestly think this could be thirteen plus because the Tigers are terrible. They've got their first two points last week, courtesy of Mister Buy. They won't win this week. Well, I hope you're right, Raiders. Yeah, I think oh, I said Manly should win comfortably. Uh, Morgan Harper in the centre still worries me. Um, yeah. Yeah, he still worries me big time. Brad Parker at least has a bit of a crack. Harper's, yeah, pretty yuck. But Garrett comes back onto the wing, uh, which Vega, the young fella, with really, really good hits he was putting on and, and played really well. He obviously went a bit over the top of one of them. He's, he's got a one-week suspension, I think. But Garrett comes back anyway. Schuster, Josh Schuster comes back finally. He's had three weeks out with a, with a car quad injury, I think it was. But... Um, and Tualangi, Kelma Tualangi, which was against his old club, the Tigers. He's out. He, had, he was Category 1 last week with his HIA. So he has to miss this week. I've got a and, um, young Fainu. I think he's one of the younger brothers. I think he's, he gets his yes. debut on the bench. Um, and there's, there's three or four of them running around. And this kid's pretty highly rated as well. The whole family's pretty highly rated. So, um, yeah, I think Manly can win. I think Manly should win comfortably. But, um what they should do and what they will do can be two different things. But uh, obviously, yeah, Campbelltown is a tough trip from the north and the beautiful northern beaches. But um, yeah, I think, I think mainly by enough, mainly by plenty. The Roosters and the Dragons in their traditional Anzac Day game, no matter where they are on the ladder, this is a tough game. But the Dragons are not playing community football. Actually, neither of the Roosters. Sam Walker's been dropped, which is a big statement. Um, probably the right move. It'll uh, fire him up a bit. The Roosters by eight for me. Yeah, very interesting one with um, Sam Walker copping the blame for the two losses in a row and, and, and they've fired him back to reserve grade. So without watching 
their games too close. Yeah, it's a bit of a surprise still um, to send him back. Realistically, it's they've given Paul Momorowski, that's saying Paul Momorowski is going to do a better job than Walker because that's where he's come in for Manu and as Manu goes to six. So that's an interesting one. But um, yeah, I don't think you throw half the side out and, and still beat St George. I think um, the Anzac game is normally pretty close, but yeah, four o'clock Anzac Arvo. Um, yeah, up, up against the AFL um, on the other channel, but I think um, the Roosters by funny. Uh, also, um, uh, we're broad, I'm broadcasting myself at, uh, at Croydon Park as well. That David, I know you'll be down at a rather large game in Jollymont in Melbourne uh, at that exact time. Will you not, James? What's your yesterday in Collingwood? Yeah, the um, yeah, the hundred thousand they're expecting there, and about ninety thousand the night before for for the other game, Richmond and, and Melbourne as well. So, yeah, it'll be good to get down to head down to Melbourne on, on Saturday and get to a few games, three or four games down there. And yeah, Tuesday is obviously the big one. Swans play Saturday night, but but the yeah, the huge ones, the Collingwood Essendon, I'm still still tossing up who to cheer for. Um, it's a top four game, second versus third, I think it is. So still don't know. I, I don't know if I could bring myself to cheer for Collingwood, but um, <laughs> you, yeah. can't, you can't. You certainly can't go for that awful red sash. Let's see. Um, um, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, we get to wear the red sash on a weekend in the local footy, so it's, it's yes. it could probably lead me that way. But Jesus, I don't know the lesser of two evils between Tim Oosterhoff's um, Tim Oosterhoff's Bessenden or Peter Harvey's Collingwood. So I'm not sure who we go for there. We we'll, might toss a coin and and see what happens on on Tuesday morning. Yeah, if I give halves too much cheek, he'll belt me with a short right cross, and I won't wake up for a week. And you're also going to Cadinia Park. Is that your first trip to Cadinia? Uh, yeah, yep, Saturday night out to Geelong. So I got the, the one hour train trip down there and, and watched the, the, this time itself. Well, the Swans were down there. So, um, yeah, hour train trip down there and then another game on Sunday as well at, at, at Marvel Stadium at Dockland. So we've got, the, we've got four games booked in. So, fantastic. Um, yeah, good little footy trip and, and um, yeah, visit the casino and a few few local pubs along the Goodness way. Goodness gracious, Melbourne's looking forward to your money being donated. And Absolutely. the Storm the storm and the Warriors is the Tuesday night game. They always play Anzac Day. This is a big game. I tell you what, Melbourne don't want to lose two in a row. But, gee, do you pick the Warriors? I mean, where, where are you with this one? This is a great game to finish the round. It's a ripper. It's, it's on paper at the start of the year. You wouldn't have thought so. And um, you would have thought the Storm by plenty. But, yeah, it's, it's tight. I think the Storm will win, given it's in Melbourne. Um Nick Meany comes back to fullback, which, which allows Munster to go back to six. And although, although Jonah Peasant's done a pretty good job at six, he's still not Cameron Munster. So um, I noticed Dylan Walker's jumped into into five eight next to Sean Johnson for the Warriors. That's an interesting yes, one. I saw that. I saw Walker um, starting at six. That is very interesting. Yeah. So who's out for? I'm not sure who's out for the Warriors. I'm just looking at their team list. I don't. Um, yeah, interesting decision. He's been playing fourteen and. And been playing pretty well, so he may have played there last week, even. But um, so, so the, the outs for the, well, the Warriors have got Bachman, the, the Warriors have got no one listed as out. Let's yeah. look at their extended bench: Bailea, Tua, Tua Piki, Volkman, Sika Fuller, and Ma'ayu. So there's, I'm not quite sure who's been dropped from six, but yes, definitely. And well, Wateni Zalesny has got his way back in, which is important because he's a class act. So yeah, Walker starting at six. That's a big step for him. He's been playing almost as a professional forward for the last couple of years, but it's a step up for Walker. Probably a recognition of his form over there at New Zealand. Well, this shows how much we've kept up with things, Redders. I just look back to last week's game. He played played 80 minutes in the six last weekend as well. So Tamari so Martin, went down, Tamari Martin well, went down, I think, the week before. Yeah, so. Apologies, everybody. That's our bad. We should have done a homework. I'm, I'm just as guilty there. 
Um, and Dylan Walker's actually played a bit of six. He, he, him and Sherry yes. Evans um, played in the halves together for, for quite a few games in the Trent Barrett, the, the ill-fated Trent Barrett era. So, um, at Manly. So, yeah, Dylan, he's, he's a good utility player. Dylan, he's proved himself as one of the best 14s in the game last year at Manly and, and the start of this year at the Warriors. He's fantastic. Can play a few spots. Um, he played, he's obviously a state of origin player from a while ago as well. But, um, yeah, him and Johnson combined in the halves. And I, I think... The, to the game, I think the Storm win, but I think it's going to be a cracking game. I think um, Manly showed that if you if you get physical with Melbourne, you can sort of rattle them a little bit. And if there's another team that can get physical, it's the big um, it's Tohu Harris, um, Jazz Tavanga, and those and Adam Fanua Blake and the like. Yeah, um, yep. nice little battle there in the in the middle of the field. Let Munster and, and Sean Johnson do their thing outside that. And Big Nelson's back for Melbourne, who he makes a difference as well. Jimmy, thank you so much for your time this week. Enjoy your trip down to Melbourne. I hope you have a fabulous time. Uh, good luck to the Swans. I think that'll be a great game, Sydney and Geelong. I really will be with Geelong coming back in a bit of form and Sydney's superb clinical victory over Richmond in gather round last week. Um, enjoy your football in Melbourne. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, Shredders. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, have a good trip and see some good footy. We'll uh, talk next week. Look forward to it. On behalf of Jimmy, this is David. Enjoy your football this weekend. And uh, we'll catch up with you shortly. Take care. Bye-bye.